0: Okay, well, it's my joy today to welcome you all. My name is Susan Smith. I am a licensed unity teacher, and I serve on the leadership council here. And um, I'm going to be just doing a little announcing and helping out here on the podium. We have Sue Nias today. She's going to be giving us our lesson. Uh, While Reverend Nita is going to be taking this week and next week off to some well, well well-deserved time off after that extremely just going above and beyond during the holidays for us so she's just getting that rest and restoration and we are going to be holding her in light as she just relaxes a bit and uh, we all just carry on but uh, you know she's here with us in spirit she sent her love, she sent her love from John John sent, sends her love alright thank you John so Um, Anyway, so next week too, and then she'll be back with us. We are going to continue with our series, though, on the five um, principles. So just so you know, if you're like, I want to hear the next one, we're going to carry on. We can do it. (sighs) It's good to see you all today. (sighs) Just take a moment. So today we're going to be talking about mind action. And Sue's going to explain that to you as much as she can. It's very much... um, uh, a core principle that we believe in. And one part of that mind action is just to really be affirming the truth. And so as always, we're going to go ahead and start with our affirmations. So, Ernie, if you, I mean, I'm sorry, Ernie. <laughs> Larry. Larry. Larry, I'm just so you to having Ernie. Uh, Larry is holding the space of Ernie very well back there. Very well. <laughs> So this is our affirmation. We say this every week. We've tweaked it here and there. It's come from the Bible, and then Charles Filmer interpreted it, and then Nita, and then we've had some other tweaks. And I love that. That's so unity. It's so how we do things here. And feel free. And the thing about this is this is affirming our truth. This is the truth of who we are. And we have this wonderful opportunity to gather here in community and know this. And you go, well, Susan, I don't know if I know this. Well, when you're... I'm just gonna let you know those feelings, those smiles you have when you are singing and dancing. That's the truth of you. that's the truth of each one of us. So kind of feel that feeling. know that safety and comfort and joy as we join a community. Let's just take a nice breath, be comfortable and ease and and, and whatever kind of a power position you can be in. and Moore's going to say these words with as much feeling and of course you can. She didn't speak along with us. You can listen. Uh, this is what, what serves your heart at this moment. So I'm going to take a breath, ground myself. Releasing the things that are behind, I realize I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite. Expressing At the point I am I am in the peace of us of all matters Amen to that Thank you very much Larry Now it is my pleasure to introduce Sue She'll lead us through a meditation And do our wonderful lesson for us today Sue Nias is a licensed Unity teacher She has been coming to our Unity Center here For how long now Sue? Ten years, oh, just about the same anniversary as me. And we have taken classes. We've been on the path together, so it's been really fun. And she visits us um, half the year, pretty much, here from Minnesota. So I'm glad we're on this half. So we're privileged to have her here with us. So please help me welcome Zunias. Come on up, Sue. Thank you. welcome. Can I take it? This is on. Right,
1: Larry? Alrighty. I can tell you something that you can really be joyful about this morning. We called home and it's 12 below in Minnesota (laughs) with a high of one degree. So we can be joyful with Terry Wilder. Uh, I'm happy to be here and I think we will start with our centering. So I think we're going to have a song first. So we'll um, just uh, quiet ourselves and listen to the song and then go into prayer.
2: My child, I heard the voice say, from the dark night of my soul, things are not as bad as they seem, and you are stronger than you know. to help you But it's already done Everything I am You are The battle has been won You are not weak You are not helpless You are not fear You are not judgment You are whole worthy you are My fears, I could see, they were all just illusion. I wanna make the difference. I wanna be the way. Now, when I want to turn and run, I hear myself say, "You are not weak." You are not helpless, you are not fear, you are not judgment, you are
1: We allow our bodies to relax and our mind to clear as we prepare to enter the silence, the place that we know is the way to God. And so we bring our attention to the top of our head, taking this moment to relax, allowing our scalp to relax, moving our awareness to our neck and then to our shoulders and the top of our back. We follow our spine to the middle of our back and our lower back. And we feel ourselves sitting on this chair or standing, and we know that we are safe, secure, and supported. We bring our attention to our legs and allow our awareness to move down our legs as they relax from our upper legs to our knees to our lower legs, our ankles, our feet, our toes, and we feel our feet supported by the floor beneath us, just as we are supported by each other around us. We bring our attention to our heart center, and together we affirm that we indeed are the way to God that there is one power and one presence, and each and every one of us are expressions of that divine good, good without opposite. And so we take this affirmation and hold it in our hearts and take this moment to enter the silence as we close the door on the outer and enter that place of peace and holy love. As we open the doors to the outer, we realize that we are so blessed. We are blessed to know truth. We are blessed to be here together. And we think about all those folks who are not here. And we bless them. And we send our blessing to Nita. We think of all the folks throughout humankind and the plant kingdom and the mineral kingdom and the animal kingdom and we know we are all one. May we all live in peace together. May we all Create environment of loving kindness. And may we all know the truth, that we are expressions of the divine. And so we give thanks, and we say, Amen. We've been um, talking about the five unity principles, as Susan said. And the first one is... There's one power and one presence, and that's good without opposite. The second one, we're expressions of that good. And the third one, Larry, you can put the, and then you can do one more. We create our experiences by what we choose to think, and what we choose to feel, and what we choose to believe. When Butch and I were first married, I was blessed to inherit four stepchildren and a husband, so I had a a ready family. Butch's first wife, Margie, had passed at a young age, when the kids were young, of a congenital heart disease that she nor anyone else knew about. And it was found that her two children both had inherited that same congenital heart disease. At the age of 14, a year after um, Butch and I were married, Timmy collapsed in school, and a student next to him started CPR, which was a great blessing. He was transported to the hospital, and he lived for a few hours, but his heart was unable to sustain life. At the age of 18, Tammy uh, was at the University of Minnesota Hospital, and she was having tests in preparation for a heart transplant. And her heart also just uh, couldn't wait. It was two episodes that left us profoundly sad and feeling pretty lost for a while. Tim and Tammy had really different personalities. However, um, both of them lived with this knowledge that they were not likely to live a very long time on the earth plane. Tim was 13 when I met him, and he was a very spiritual young man. He believed and he talked about, in fact, he liked to talk about, that something beyond this life. And for him, in his words, it was that place where he was going to be with his mom again. And shortly before he passed, he had a visit from his mom from the other side, which left him, um, it was just a really wonderful experience for him. Tammy was 11 when we married and we spent six years together, really became very good friends. Tammy was a no nonsense, strong willed young lady. She moved through her days with determination and purpose. At the age of 16, she had a stroke. And she ended up in the hospital about an hour from us for 30 days. And when she came home, she wasn't able to drive the car anymore and so, because they, they were, she had a high risk of either having a, um, another stroke or a cardiac arrest. So Butch bought her a little red scooter. And she tooted all around town. And actually she became quite famous for her red scooter, and people still remember it today. <laughs> Both Tim and Tam had a lot of pain, and both of them, I don't remember either one of them ever complaining or even slipping into why me thinking, so they were quite uh, strong examples for me. This morning we're considering how we create our experiences through our thoughts and feelings. I shared these stories of ours because we know we all have circumstances in our lives that are just plain out of our control. Our loved ones die, our house burns down, a traffic accident leaves us paralyzed, our partner leaves us for someone else, a child is abducted, we survive domestic abuse. How can we possibly say we create our experiences by what we are thinking feeling, and believing. At the time Tim and Tam passed, I had not heard of unity, and I certainly didn't think I had control of my thoughts and feelings. I thought life happened to me, and God was a being somewhere out there who acted in the outer. By what I can say, I can only call the grace of the divine, when Tim and Tammy died, I realized I had been given this precious gift, and I asked myself many times how could God possibly have entrusted that to me and I had a really good example in Butch he lived with his, the death of his children every day of his life and he made every day count and he, the one thing he wanted both Tim and Tammy to know was that they were loved and they knew that okay Larry Through the blessing of unity teaching, I have a clearer vision now of earth, or life on the earth plane. And I know that there's two parts of our personality. There's our individuality and our personality. And although they're very connected, and they're very different. Our individual individuality is the essence of who we are. On a physical level, it's every cell of our body Having divine life pulsing through it. Scientific research is telling us that every cell in our body has a brain. But ultimately, and ultimately that cell has two purposes. One is to do everything it can to live in harmony with the other cells in our body. And then also to be more than it it started to create. Charles Fillmore, Unity co-founder, calls it our true self, that which is undivided from God, our spiritual identity. It is the I am of our being, and it is perfect and unchanging. Then we have our personality, the human part of us that is both impermanent and constantly changing. Charles Fillmore describes that as the different masks we wear, the roles we play, the changing preferences and attitudes we have depending on what's happening in our daily life. On a physical level, it's our cells responding to the environment that we create through our health habits, thoughts held in mind, and emotions held in our body. Cells that at the core of their being want to live in harmony Yet at times feel the need to fight for their place when the body environment is out of balance, sometimes leading to unease and dis-ease. On a mind level, it's the me thinking that we're separate from God and separate from each other. It's the me thinking there's not enough to go around and the world is made up of winners and losers. It's the masks we wear and the roles we play. Ultimately, our personality is forgetting who we are and what we are at the core of our being. At the end of the day, I think, how we experience our life condition is determined by what part of us is responding. Are we responding from our individuality or our personality, from our spirit or our ego, from love or from fear? We don't have control of what others think, say or choose to do. Nor do we have control of environmental occurrences. We will interact with people who are unkind and angry. Our loved one may choose to relapse into drug addiction. A strong wind may come and blow the roof off our house. A heavy rain may flood our home, destroying it. However, there is something that we have a 100% of our control over And that is what we choose to think, what we choose to feel, what we choose to say, and what we choose to do. Our life here on the earth plane is impermanent. And the stuff of our daily lives are going to come and go. At times we're going to feel pain and profound sadness. At times we're going to feel joyful and happy. And it would be irresponsible for me to say that doesn't matter, because while we're in body form, all of it matters. And as truth students, there's something we can all do about it that will make all the difference in the world, not only in our own lives, but in the consciousness of our global family and neighbors. As I said, there was a time I didn't know that I could choose to have control over my thoughts and feelings, and then I learned about the divine attribute of power, and that is defined as the ability to have mastery over our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. So how do we live this divine attribute of power and practice mastery over our thoughts, feelings, emotions, words, and actions? How can we create inner peace no matter what's happening in the outer? I think we start by taking responsibility for our thoughts, to taking responsibility to how we're feeling and what we're doing. And as uh, we've been talking about in the meditation class on Saturdays, The first step is to start watching our thoughts, to really become aware of what our mind is chattering about, to pay attention to our body and really feel what our body is telling us. And this takes a lot of practice, and some days we're good at it, some days not so good. We can remember we have our human self and our divine self, and we can choose each moment from which place we're going to respond. We can take a good look at our relationships with our past. How many of our thoughts are really focused there? All of us have had both good and not so good things said and done to us. We can't change that. However, we can change how we think about it. We can remember that at any given time in our past, people were doing the best they could at that moment no matter how wonderful it was or how horrific it was. Eckhart Tolle, spiritual teacher and author, says, nothing ever happens in the past that can prevent us from being present now. And if the past can't prevent us from being present now, what could possibly have power over us? Second, we can spend time less time focused on the future. The only control we have of the future is how we're going to respond when it turns into the now. That doesn't mean we don't make plans. However, it does mean we release ourselves from worry and what-if thinking. Jesus, our master teacher, encourages us, consider the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap. And if any of you, by worrying, can you add a single hour to your life, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. We can add, in today's world, research has shown chronic worry not only doesn't add a single hour to our life, it likely reduces the quality hours we spend and maybe even the quantity hours we spend on life. We can ask ourselves, when we start thinking about the future, we can take a breath. we can ask ourselves, "Do I want to live from my small self or my divine self? Do I want to live from my true self or my small self?" Third, we can be practiced being present in the moment. This seemed to me at one time to be very an elusive, impossible thing, and I never could quite figure out what people were talking about when they would say, "Well, we have to be present in this moment. It's a simple simple concept, and yet it sure isn't easy. However, I have moments now where I think I want I know I am present, and the, and I am very aware that the present moment is all we really have. None of us know what's going to happen when we walk out the door today. Unity teaches the principle of mind action. What is held in mind create after its kind. The thoughts and words we bring to every present moment are powerful. Probably the most powerful things we have available to us. and. The two most powerful emotions have been found to be compassion, which I like to call loving kindness, and gratitude. So moment by moment we can give thanks and we can clothe ourselves in loving kindness. Moment by moment we practice holding the highest good first for ourselves. We practice imaging ourselves from truth. We are good at the very core of our being. No matter what's happened to us or what's happening to us on the outer, we are created from the energy of original love. We are created from the energy of the divine, good without opposite. As we begin to experience that in ourselves, it becomes easier and easier to experience it in others. And perhaps the only good we can experience at some moments is knowing at the core of our being God-Presence is. And we give thanks for that. Knowing we're creating our experiences through our thoughts, feelings, words, and actions, we can learn to be on the constant alert for good. I have found another helpful tool in the divine attribute of imagination. I'd like to close with two images that are helpful to me. I think many of us use the image of light. Perhaps the most powerful thing we can bring to any situation is light. For we are created from the very same stuff the stars are. And and when word fails, light will prevail. And so I... When I'm feeling discontent and restless, I can remember, when I do remember, to fill myself with light, bringing light from the very top of my head into every cell of my body and allowing it to move through my body and then spill into the outer. And as I do that, I can feel lighter, more hopeful, loving kindness and gratitude. We can affirm in the deepest part of our being, let there be light. And we know with assurance the divine is present and light is there. Another image that I use, that might sound really goofy. <laughs> I actually altered it a little, my thought of it, just so you wouldn't realize how goofy I am. But another image I use is um, when I'm in a present moment situation that is uncomfortable and I feel like I just like to run away or at least hide under the table and again remember to do it, I imagine myself putting pushing this inner button inside of me and my button happens to be my heart button. And I bring attention to my energy field around my body for we know that each and every one of us and everything has an energy field around it. And when I bring my my attention to the energy field around my body, I pretend it's a scanner. And it just kind of scans over the room, and I look for a smile or a softness in somebody's face, or maybe I just feel the energy of fear, or unrest in someone else or perhaps peace and then that helps me to remember that we are all of us are in this together in truth we are one in the divine mind we are one in the best of times i remind myself we are all created in the likeness and image of divine holy energy, of divine love, each and every one of us. Each and every one of us here and each and every one of us out there. And then I can once again bring in light and it, let it fill my mind and move out into my body and then send it out into the world. Finally. Whatever is happening in our inner world or the outer world, the bottom line is every moment of every day, we're making choices. Perhaps unconsciously, maybe most of the time unconsciously. Nevertheless, we are making a choice of what thoughts we're going to hold in our mind, what feelings we're going to hang on to in our bodies, what words we're going to say, and what action we're going to take. How we respond will pretty much be determined by which part of us is responding, our human self or our divine self. And there are going to be times when we respond from our human self, and that's okay because we're human. And there are times we are going to respond from our divine self, and that's good because we're divine. I think the key is we all practice responding consciously. We practice being present in this moment so we can make a conscious choice what part of us is going to respond. And the good news is, whichever part responds, we can always choose to change our mind. And thank you.